0: Welcome to Detroit today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A later in the show, we're going to talk about a really interesting issue, sort of brewing in the background of the state legislature right now. What to do with people who are wrongfully convicted and then spend time in prison? Here in Michigan, we just let them out, uh, give them back their lives, so to speak with no compensation, nothing, not even the same reentry services that parolees who actually committed a crime are eligible for. Is that just? Is that any way to treat people who have already been mistreated by the criminal justice system? We'll talk with a state senator who is working on the issue, and we will talk with someone who has had this experience, an exoneree will be here on the show and we'll want to hear from you on that subject as well. Do you know somebody who was wrongfully convicted and let out? How do they find their way in the world once they get out of prison? Or maybe you are somebody who had that experience. Uh, we will definitely want to hear from you during that segment 313577. 1019 3135 1019. But first, one of Michigan's best state capital reporters is leaving Lansing. Chad Livengood of the Detroit News has built a reputation for breaking huge stories and doing some of the most dogged reporting anywhere in the state. He's played a big role in holding some of our most powerful public officials accountable. Fortunately for us, he's not going far. He's not going to New York or down to Washington, which is where I might have suspected he would go. He's headed instead to Crane's Detroit business to cover Detroit's turnaround. Chad Livengood joins me now in the studio at WDET. Welcome, Chad. Thanks for having me, Steve. And congratulations on the new gig. Thank you. That sounds very interesting. That's a big big switch, not just uh, uh, one institution, one media institution to another, but also... Uh, the the pivot in the work is pretty pretty significant.
1: Yeah, I, I've been working in daily newspapers for uh, over a decade now, and um, and at about at four different newspapers. I've uh, been the, been at the Detroit News for almost five years, so uh, I, I've I've worked in that grind, and that grind has gotten uh, tougher <laughs> the grind and tougher. is the right the right way to describe it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and 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 with this uh, new job, I'm looking to uh, you know, find a way to, to, to take a subject matter, and that is Detroit. Um, and tell it differently, uh, and 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 be on the ground and doing it. I, cu- I covered the Detroit bankruptcy, and half of it I covered from Lansing, um, right. <laughs> and or a courtroom in Detroit where right. I didn't really get you know outside of the you know, outside of you know the courthouse in Lafayette very often. So. Uh, I always had a desire coming out of that um, 16 month grind um, to do something a little different yeah. with, and with, and write about the city in a different way that um, uh, that I feel that there can't be enough written about it.
0: Yeah, uh, turnaround. That's a that's a pretty. Uh, it's a word that has a lot of different meanings to a lot of different people. Let's, yep. let's put it that way. Uh, some people think uh, it's not the right word for what's going on. Here in Detroit, uh, because so many other so many people are being left out of what is happening in in areas like downtown and midtown. Other people say it is a turnaround that that there's no question uh, if you were here five or 10 or 20 years ago, this is a different place. Uh, Of course, you also have people who are happy about that turnaround and other people who are not as happy about it. Um, when you say turnaround, what uh, what do you mean by it? And how are you going to sort of approach that subject
1: uh, as a reporter? Well, I'm going to look at it from um, from two two perspectives. What's working and what's not working? Um, because yeah, there is certainly um, a part of the city that is is not still working on many fronts. I mean, Yes, they've they've replaced a lot of lights, uh, thousands of them uh, across the city since uh, since the bankruptcy. But uh, you can't just light up a street and uh, expect that street to uh, to turn around or, or thrive again. So, uh, so we're we're gonna look this for. I mean, this is obviously a business publication, and it's gonna be a little bit of business perspective, but. But business cares about uh, what you know, what wh- how this uh, sp- this uh, rebirth of sorts spreads from the uh, from the center city, yeah. and and that does affect. And I mean, I I dived into um, a year and a half ago. I dived into uh, Detroit public schools almost. Two years now, uh, right after the bankruptcy, I kind of knew that uh, DPS, uh, you know, was clearly failing financially, um, and and obviously has been failing academically as well. And the business community in Detroit, and uh, in the, in the philanthropy community had a big big interest in the political community to try to get this on the radar uh, in Lansing, and so I kind of saw that the no, ahead of time that they were going to be doing that taking on this subject and taking on the finances. now, now that they have been, you know, gotten this big, huge financial rescue and all the debt off their back, um there's going to be a lot of close scrutiny or needs to be scrutiny of how the Detroit public school system comes back and or it makes a, some type of an effort to be an an attractive system that, Middle-class families will want to move back into the city and, sure. and uh, send their kids to.
0: Yeah, uh, there'll be a lot of pressure on uh, the Detroit school district going, going forward. Uh, so when you, when you sit and think about, okay, Detroit turnaround, Detroit's a big place, 139 square miles, where do you start with something like that?
1: Well, I th- I think you gotta um, you gotta start obviously with what is in front of you, in front of you, and and obviously uh, when you go in the middle, you know, the, the midtown, and and downtown. There is a lot uh, going on, activity, and um, I think you kind of start there, and I think it's just just, I think a lot of this change in the city starts there and moves out, and 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 that's obviously been sort of one of the stated goals, especially from some of the um, uh, the folks who got a lot of the money and skin in the game right now, um, uh, that they they want to work their way out into neighborhoods, and um, and that's how I'm going to kind of approach this a little bit, and 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 also look at things around the edges. there's there's major infrastructure issues in the city that are going to really dictate uh, whether whether this you know whether this change uh, works uh, whether this whether this rebirth works. Yeah, um, I mean we we still have a long ways to go before we build another crossing across the Detroit River, um, uh, years to go. Uh, we have a rail tunnel um, uh, in, Det- in Detroit that is 100 years old and can't support uh, modern uh, um, rail traffic right. that comes across the That we never really
0: hear much discussion about. I mean, it's one of those things that's right below... The surface literally uh, uh, literally but that uh, you know when's the last time you heard the mayor or the council or or the state uh, uh, talk about you know replacing that rail tunnel or upgrading it somehow
1: no no and and that's a, that's one that's some of the subjects we're going to tackle uh, in in this job and and try to bring these issues to the surface um and 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 try you know try to foster discussion and uh, and change uh, and so th- because I mean for, for Detroit to make progress there's going to have to be some serious discussion I mean I 94 um, uh, reconstruction is another big pr- project it's slowly creeping our way I mean a lot in this in this region everyone's you know all concerned about adding a lane uh, from uh, along I 75 through Oakland County um, but um, but the reconstruction of I 94 is going to be a big project that it, that has the Intersection of government and business, um, written all over it, and that's where that's going to be my um, that's going to be my, uh, my my you know main territory and yeah. what I'm going to be focused on. Yeah. Uh,
0: This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Chad Livengood. He's a erstwhile political reporter at the Detroit News, uh, leaving his Lansing Beat uh, to go cover Detroit's turnaround for Crane's Detroit Business. Uh, We're talking about the switch in topic, the switch from uh, daily newspapering to a different kind of journalism. Yeah, a question for Chad. I want to talk about Detroit's turnaround, how you'd like to see it. Covered, give us a call. 313 577 1019 is the number. That's 313 577 1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work your comments into the conversation. Uh, Chad, one of the things that I hear a lot uh, from people in the city is that coverage of Detroit and coverage of the turnaround in Detroit often leaves the people of Detroit. Out of the equation. In other words, we don't see as much about what it's like to have to live here, uh, or to choose to live here. If you if you, if you do, um, uh, we don't hear about uh, the, the the stories of you know struggle or a triumph or whatever uh, from folks who have been here a long time and sort of endured everything that we've been through. But are still, but are still here. what What are some of the the ways uh, reporters can sort of get better at that at that story?
1: Well, I think there's a couple of subjects that um, uh, and issues that really do hold people back in the city. Uh, the the first one it's been it's been said talked about written about a lot but I don't think it can be written about enough is car insurance. If you want to insure a car in this city, it is twice the if if not more the, the cost it would be to to uh, insure the car uh, just over the city limits yeah. and and that is something that's a major public policy issue um, that uh, the the political leadership of the state and the business leadership of the state is going to have to stare down at some point. Um, Because if Dan Gilbert uh, keeps bringing... You know, hundreds of people downtown to work in his in his in businesses and his offices. These twenty somethings eventually, um, and some of them, you know, maybe may latch on and, and try to go driver, um, you know, carless. But um, uh, and that that's becoming more and more easy to do with the increase, uh, you know, in in uh, in rapid mobility. But uh, w- but without um, th- these kind of basic. Um, uh, Issues and amenities that that are attracting people to set up these P.O. boxes in Ferndale and, and evade uh, uh, car insurance. Um, <laughs> it, you have to you have to tackle these things, and I that's a that's a subject that um, I, I want to write about more. And and I just think it's not. Um, I think it, 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 I think outstate Michigan would care more if they knew more about how. This really affects and, and holds back people, yeah. um, and where they you know they they drive around without auto insurance, right. which then in, and you know when they get in crashes they it causes it causes a, um, a more medical costs that get passed along to, to motorists in Escanaba uh, and, and and elsewhere, and so that that's a that's an issue that I think. Uh, Just for example, of of quality of life issues um, that uh, from a business uh, perspective, uh, if you want to keep people keep a workforce uh, in the city uh, sustained for a long time, you're going to have to somehow uh, address that. I mean, right now there's all this hurry to let's. We got to build a lot of places for people to for people to live, but um, if you don't take care of um, just you know uh, the, the issue, we, we, we obviously the city needs more grocery stores and yeah. just uh, you know other amenities right. um, to uh, to to sustain life, and so. Um, it's not all about uh, just building new arenas. Uh, there's you got to um, you got to you got to work on the other aspects of life, day to day life for people and who transportation. Uh, even though we just the, the voters of the region just voted down the regional transit authority tax, I think they're going to have to. They're probably going to come back after that. I mean, they're not going to give up on it. They it took uh, 30 years just to create a regional transit authority, and you know, funny enough, that required a, a state senator from Escanaba uh, right. to get it done, right. uh, who had to come down here and ride around uh, senator. Senator Tom Casperson came down to Detroit and rode buses for two days with uh, uh, State Senator uh, Burt Johnson from mm-hmm. Highland Park. Uh, after Bert said, "Come, come live a day in my in my my shoes," and um, and, and they and he did, and he couldn't believe it. Um, and and the transportation issue also intersects with the schools issue you have kids who get on buses at 6:45 and finally arrive at a bus, at a school at 8:15 in the city of Detroit um, that's that's an experience that most people think is only uh, exclusive to to living uh, in you know in Gratiot County or something right, right. but it's but it's not uh, exclusive to living outstate uh, it is a real problem uh, for uh, a real struggle for Detroit Very children and parents yeah. every day
0: people talk uh People talk all the time to me about uh, absenteeism and, and people who don't get to school every day in Detroit. And I always say, you know, uh, for a lot of people, that is a transportation issue. It is difficult to get to uh, the school you might be going to if it's across uh, town um, uh, every day at the, at the right time. Uh, all right, uh, I'm talking with uh, Chad Livengood, political reporter at the Detroit News, leaving his Lansing Beat uh, to go cover Detroit's turnaround for Crane's Detroit business. If you want to join the conversation, 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. Also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or hashtag us on, at Detroit Today on Twitter. Uh, let's go to Jason in Detroit. Jason, welcome to Detroit Hi. Today. Hey. How Are you? you doing?
2: Good. Good. Um I, I was uh gonna ask if uh Chad is going to cover things like um the murder rate. Um it seems like we still haven't um put a dent into uh the number of murders in the city and you know, a lot of people talk about Chicago but we're still uh along with Saint Louis, we're we're one of the top uh cities with murder rates in, in America. Um, and then another issue, uh, that I didn't, uh, ask the screener about was also the, the Detroit land bank. Um, they've, they've been kind of, uh, embroiled in, in scandal. And I'm wondering, you know, if, if you guys are going to cover that as well, it seems to have quieted down yeah. and they've tried to, Keep that kind of low.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Jason, thanks very much for the call and the questions. Uh, 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 let's first deal with with crime. Crime, of course, has an effect on the idea of turnaround here in the city. The the it's one of the things that prevents people. Uh, from choosing Detroit as a place to live. Is that going to uh, sort of show up in, in some way in your coverage?
1: Yeah, certainly, because public safety is, is uh, obviously an issue that um, is an issue for public uh for for business and uh, and for the people who work in businesses uh, in Detroit, and so you can't uh, write about uh, Detroit's comeback without uh, you know it, you know we can't ignore the uh, glaring thing, glaring uh, statistics out there. So uh, yeah, so there's there's data on Detroit, um, whether it's uh, about quality of life or, or crime or, or you know, public safety um, uh, or uh, income uh, levels and such. Um, I'm going to be right about it because uh, yeah. it's going to be kind of all encompassing. Uh, the Second question was It was about the land bank. Well, land the land bank, of course, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a um, it, it's obviously it has yeah. There's an ongoing investigation uh, and 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 into the land bank, and there's you know there's a still a a big um, question mark I think out there. Uh, if you just tear down fifty thousand homes, well, what next? Um, and right. and right. W- what what use of this land are we going to get out of it? Um, and uh, and there's there's major public policy uh, issues there. there. Is also just major private investment uh, questions um, that that, that uh, people uh, who are looking to invest in Detroit are going to have um, about you know, how how they want to. Well, what's the best reuse of this land there? And, and that, that's a subject that has been written about both by the, both Detroit dailies, and, and I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's a subject that can't be written about enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, let's go to Tom, in northwest Detroit. Tom, welcome to Detroit Today.
2: Yeah, good morning to both of you. and yeah. um, Best wishes to you and your transition from Lansing into Cranes. Um, my comment is this. There's a friend of mine who's gone to glory now, and he used to have a radio show, and he'd always end it with this statement. He says, life is change and growth is optional. And, I mean, if you think about it, life is change. Could you imagine kind of like a Twilight Zone kind of thing, (laughs) Detroit not changing over the last, say, maybe 30, 40 years to (laughs) where we would, you know, that, that picture... It would be like a Groundhog Day almost, but, you know, (laughs) I often say this in terms of change. It's like a pond of water. If there's no infusion of new water in there, basically it goes stagnant and it dies. So if you don't change, if you don't change with the times, and I'm not saying change just for the sake of change, no, Um, but... It's got to be change, and the change has got to be positive because as you know, I think uh, Chad mentioned, you know if you weren't here, if you weren't here like say maybe maybe what Steve said ten years, fifteen, twenty years ago, and you came back here, I mean I imagine eyes would you know pop open, yeah. jaws would drop, and there would be like a big wow because just within the last say what maybe what ten years, you could drive straight down Woodward to the river but right. now <laughs> uber now has like a little aneurysm in there and the thing you know i mean and it's oh my god it's so nice down there especially during the during the summer with the jazz concerts and all that kind of thing but as as as, as the guy said Life is change and growth is optional and Detroit is changing and it's growing and it's going to continue to grow.
0: All right, Tom, great sentiment. Uh, and thanks for calling uh, and sharing that with us. Uh, Chad, before I let you go, you you, you recently, um, uh, most recently, spent uh, some time covering the presidential election, uh, covering the ascension of Donald Trump uh, to the presidency, I I think for a lot of journalists, the the next four years are a big question mark about how we cover politics and a politician who doesn't look a whole lot and doesn't act a whole lot like any other politician uh, we've seen, talk about what you saw during the the campaign that that sort of either worries you or uh, gives you hope about how the media will handle that
1: well i mean i think the media did a tremendous job trying to to uh, you know tackle this type of new type of animal of a politician that we've never seen before um uh, it, 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 it it's it it's um exhausting i i will admit uh, to try to keep up with it uh when Donald Trump will tweet uh, at five in the morning or or earlier, um, but um, and uh, but I I think they just have to continue to con- you know, just kind of keep uh, hold the line on him uh, that uh, you know uh, just because he says something doesn't mean it's true or uh, just because. Um, he's putting something out. Uh, he that doesn't mean he can't be pressed for it and asked answers and, and all and asked for you know asked the tough questions. So um, I don't think anything really changes there. Uh, that uh, that that they didn't already apply the same type of uh, of, of spats with, uh, with with the Obama administration, which uh, which you know feuded a lot behind yeah. the scenes with, with reporters. So yeah. I don't I mean, expect there's... that to change. Except for this, obviously, this guy is, uh, is got his own medium uh, on his Twitter account. And he, uh, you know, he's going to he's going to do, um, you know, run circles at times yeah. around, the, around the media. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I think one of the questions is how how will he engage with traditional media versus the way he engages with social media? I mean, he has shown that he can get his message, at least to his supporters, really effectively by going around uh, traditional reporters. Uh, this is a guy who has not had a press conference, for instance, since uh, I think the spring Um uh, but of course being president is different than being a candidate at least traditionally and there is some expectation that you have a relationship with uh, the media because that is your primary relationship with the people. Uh, and I'm not sure he's I'm not sure he's sure what, what that will look like and I, I know that uh, as journalists we're still really unsure what that will what that will look
1: like Yeah I mean you can't you can't hold the media out as your foil the entire time I mean it's not gonna it's not gonna work uh, after a while. Um, but it works for for now. He's and it's worked in the campaign. But um, but when when real real issues, uh, you know, real crises, international especially, are in front of you, you're going. Uh, there's going to be a moment of truth of leadership for uh, for President Elect Trump, and and so there's going to be you know a constant uh, you know stream of pressure for him to you know a- answer questions yeah. and and provide guidance to the American people.
0: Yeah. Okay, Chad good political reporter at the Detroit News, leaving Lansing to go cover Detroit's turnaround for Crane's Detroit presses Are you going to move down here to Detroit now?
1: I am uh, starting a house search this weekend, so um, <laughs> I'm going to look in the city. <laughs> Lots to, of good look bargains around.
0: in the city, no question. All right, uh, congratulations again, and we'll look forward to your work in the future
1: thanks a lot steven appreciate it
0: all right coming up uh, we're going to talk about bills that would compensate wrongfully convicted prisoners for the time they spent behind bars we don't do that right now in michigan at least one state senator believes we should stay with us on detroit today